going on out there, everybody? Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. And welcome to the latest edition of the Man Cave Huddle, and I am your host, Greg. As always, I appreciate you taking the time out to just listen to me express my passion on the microphone. So today, I wanted to talk about um, the New England Patriots. This isn't new. This happened like a while ago, but I figured something would have came down by now in terms of discipline. Nothing has. So I just want to talk about it before it becomes old news and it's starting to die down. So apparently, um, this past weekend, the New England Patriots, they played the Cincinnati Bengals. And last week, early in the week, or I believe not even last week, last weekend, um, they had a gentleman wearing a Patriots t-shirt or Patriots paraphernalia on the side of where the Bengals were playing. And he was caught filming the bench. And after he was caught, he told them that he was filming for the documentary, Do Your Job. Do Your Job is basically the little documentary that the Patriots air every year. I should say every year, but every time they win the Super Bowl, it's Do Your Job. And it's basically like a year-long synopsis of the trials and tribulations of playing that particular team. And he said he was out there just grabbing some B-roll. Now, look, you had Spygate when the Patriots won their first Super Bowl with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady in which they defeated the uh, St. Louis Rams, which was improbable at that time, but they taped practice. Taping the practice means it's almost like you're given the test ahead of time. Now, granted, although you may know it's coming, you still have to go out and execute, but it's a great help to know what's coming. Then... A couple years ago, you had deflate gate where apparently the Patriots were deflating the balls lower than the required pressure that was supposed to be in the footballs. How does that help? There was a streak that the Patriots had where they went like 100 and some odd games or something crazy like that without a fumble by a receiver or a running back. Now, if you're holding a hard little football and somebody punches that out of your hand, it's pretty tough. But if you're holding a Nerf ball, and I'm not saying that's how soft it was, but if it's softer, you could squeeze it, and that allows you to have better suction on the ball, catching, receiving, especially in cold weather, playing out there in New England, that helps, right? Now we have Spygate 2.0, where this guy, if you just Google the footage put out there, I mean, literally this guy is, is like, the angle is down like he's where the cameraman be, where, where the media booths would be. And he's just filming the bench. Like all the players, like a wide shot, panning left to right and just showing everything. And everybody's saying, well, what is what good does that do? What, what, what information are they gathering? Is it really that bad? Yes, it is. Because what you can gather from that is when you see a substitution pattern, or a group of players together, and they go in, you can sit there and say, okay, when 82 and 84 are going into the game, that usually means that they're in double tight end formation, and these are the plays that they run. You could get hand signals from the defense, whereas let's say the, the, the defensive coordinator or the offensive coordinator are making adjustments on the fly, and they make hand signals. You can sit there and, and gauge, okay, he made this signal, and this is what happened. So that means when he rubs his chest, that means the defensive linemen are to do this. 
Now, if you're a Patriot, you sit there, and I'm sure as smart as Bill Belichick is, he probably has coaches for everything to create algorithms on everything, and he probably has a separate department of guys that break down this stuff. And by the end of the week, you just give Bill Belichick a, when he rubs his forehead, they blitz. When he rubs his belly, that means that they're playing man coverage. When he when he, when he moves his arms like this, that means they're playing zone. All types of stuff like that. You don't think that helps in the game? Or what about if there's a little chalkboard and on the, on, on the little grease board on the sideline, the defensive or offensive coordinator is writing something down and he just, I'm just throwing this out there. He writes the word gold. So now... Well, let's say you're on the field and Tom Brady knows when he hears the word gold, this is the blitz that I can expect. Or if you're on defense and you hear the word gold, this is the play that I can expect. I mean, look, I don't know what's going to happen because I know after Spygate, the tapes were destroyed and nothing really happened. They got fined. But I mean, everybody's making money. So, okay, you find dudes five, half a million dollars, a million dollars. I mean, this is like you're talking about an organization that's making like over 50 million. They're making billions a year. Coach Belichick is a millionaire. Does half a million hurt? Yes. But it's half a million and he's still winning chips. And granted, look, I'm not trying to be a hater. Belichick is one of the coaches I respect the most. Why? Because in this era of, in the NFL, in this era of player movement, they designed a salary cap so that players don't stay with your team so long. They want to get paid, and they move on. Um, and this constant change, he's been able to develop an algorithm that is part of that change to where he has a system to that you get on the team, he develops you, you win a Super Bowl, you go to another team, and you get paid. I mean, how many players leave the Patriots and go get that four-year, $80 million deal? Where if you're on the Patriots, you're getting that four-year $80 deal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They don't pay. And they don't, and the only people they pay are people who they feel are gonna be lifers. And they and the position has to be a position in which it's hard to find a player to do what you do. There aren't that many players that these guys, they don't even pay Tom Brady. So if they're not paying Tom Brady, and he's the first battle Hall of Fame, I'm going to sit there and as a receiver, offensive tackle, uh, defensive lineman or defensive whoever, I'm going to sit there and say, I want to be paid when Tom Brady isn't. That's the culture that they have down there. And that's why they keep winning. And I respect Belichick because he's always ahead of the game. He has masterful game plans where his game plans are whatever you like to do. I'm not going to allow you to do that. And you're going to, if you're a righty, I'm going to force you to beat us left-handed. And if you could do it, hats off to you. But that's what we're going to do. Now, the fact that this, these allegations have come out, does it taint all the wins and the legacy of Belichick and the team? To a degree, yes. Because you sit there and say, all right, how many of those wins are because they knew the answer to the test? But you actually think, that the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick are the only team out there doing this. They're the only team out there that is aware of doing this. When Coach Mangini was coaching the Jets, he snitched on the Patriots and said, 
This is what I believe is going on. They grabbed those tapes and destroyed them before they were even able to get released to the media and to the public. This time it didn't happen where Jay Glazer had the tape and released it on the Fox. But my point is, is that like everybody's doing it. It doesn't mean that it's right, but everybody's doing it. So I don't want to say, oh, Belichick is doing something where the Patriots do something that nobody does. It taints the legacy somewhat. Now, there is gamesmanship. I believe with deflate gate where they were deflating the balls, that's a little bit of gamesmanship. That's a little, let me get an edge in the game. But when you're literally taping or you're trying to get signals and know what the other team is doing, to me, that's cheating. But if you do something like, you know, um, I'm going to put a little bit more of the legal amount of stick on my gloves so I can catch the ball. That's gamesmanship. If I'm going to put a little bit of silicon on my jersey or on my pants so I'm a little bit slipperier to tackle and I'll be harder for people to tackle. That's a little bit of gamesmanship. But when I know the answers to the test before I take it, that's cheating. What do I think should be a punishment for Bill Belichick or the Patriots? Obviously, a fine so ludicrous to where it's like teams might be like, look, although we got fined, that is a lot of money, and you got to suspend Belichick. I'm thinking not four games. I'm thinking eight games, maybe a year. Look at Bounty Gate. I mean, if we all don't remember, Bounty Gate was when the current defensive coordinator of the New York Jets was a defensive coordinator on the New England, um, New England, the New Orleans Saints. He literally said, if you go out and take players out, you'll get paid. There's a bounty on this player. You take him out, the bag is 100000 Cash. And that year, those dudes were animals, man. If you don't remember, that was the year where the Vikings were playing New Orleans in New Orleans. And, I mean, they almost ripped Brett Favre in half. I mean, they were trying to sit there and literally take him out. And what happened to Sean Payton? He was suspended for the next year. He said he didn't know what was going on, that, that was going on. He's the head coach, not the defensive coordinator. But he got suspended for a year for that. I'm thinking Belichick, eight weeks to a year he should miss. Because you mean to tell me Belichick didn't know that was going on? Bill Belichick comes across like the type of coach you don't even tell him that your wife is pregnant and he walks up to you and says, congratulations. That's how much he knows about everything that's going on within that building. I don't believe, oh, he didn't know. Stop. That's still my guy, though. You know? Because you can't sit there and say, oh, he's cheating. I don't appreciate everything. He, when you listen to him talk, when you listen to him preach, when you listen to some of the principles that he has, he's a good coach. Because when you listen to the way he talks about football, he's an old school guy. For all the old school purist players, he's all about the old school. But what makes Bill Belichick great is that as old school as he is, he's willing to listen to that 21-year-old assistant, that 28-year-old assistant, that 35-year-old assistant head coach and say, hey, coach. This is something that they're doing now that's trending in football. Why don't we try it out? 
hey, coach, I know this is the play, but I like to play it this way. Can I play it this way, although you want me to do it this way? Coach Belichick says, sure, why not? If it works, let's do it. If it doesn't work, no. And that's what makes him great because he's open to whatever can help him win. It doesn't need to be we're going to win doing it my way. The only way that he expects his players to be is to be strong, smart, intelligent, and they need to actually care and be passionate about football. Everything else, he's willing to sit there and talk about it. It could be a discussion on how we're going to play football. Why does Bill Belichick, oh, I should say Bill Belichick, why was that camera guy filming the the um, bench of the Bengals? Substitution patterns are key, man. Whenever you watch the Patriots, look at how many different personnel groupings they are, substitution patterns they are. They can sit there and run five wide with five different receivers, and then the next formation could be three tight ends. And then the formation after that could be three receivers, but yet it's two tight ends as a receiver. You got one tight end and then another tight end split out and a running back. They do weird things like that. But I mean, look, I don't know when the discipline is going to come down. It needs to come down. And for my boy Billy, I'm sorry, you're my guy, but I think they're going to get you. Maybe unfair, but I think they're going to get you. Now, as we come to the end of this episode of me just expressing my thoughts on uh, Spygate 2.0. I want to leave you with some positive vibes, some positive energy, something to think about after you listen to this episode, whether it be in your car or however you digest this episode or my podcast. Um, Today's quote is, you will never influence the world by trying to be like it. You will never influence the world by trying to be like it. So instead of trying to be like everyone else, be you. Isn't it funny to be you than trying to be something that you're not? Thank you for listening. Bye-bye, everybody.